We are finding story of the past and now from South Australia. I am a storyteller from the sea to the outback, the southern ocean where the living sea dragon live, where the last sailing ship of the windjammer sailed along the Spencer Gulf where the last sailing ship called in and the landscape of the Fender Rangers of the Royal Hops and Sturt Dizzy Pea Flower of the Outback. Today I'm doing a podcast from the sea to the outback and I've got a fan her, her, we're going to do her dad, and uh, my friend's name is Abby, and and you want to your name? Ron, Ronald, mm. and Taliban. Um, I know you're not from South Australia. Can you tell me what state where you and where you come from, and um, maybe the suburb? I was in 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 Victoria, and uh, where I was born. In 1934, I came to South Australia in 1940, 50, 50, 60s, you see the 60s, and uh, I came across to the Garth of the Chrysler. So you were born, born at Melbourne? I was born in Melbourne. And um, where, where you went to school? And went to school at Scotch College. And um, did you, you had to wear, like, school uniform? I didn't know. It was a school uniform, which were, was uh, uh, pretty, pretty much at uh, the discretion of the school. Okay, you could show me a picture in a book and look at two young boys or in their uniform and... And they got like a breast jacket and a red tie and a grey shirt. The tie was um, cardinal golden colour and that's our blazer. So you remember what year you left school? At 54, 54, 55. And uh, when you left school, uh, what did you do after you left school? I was, I got a job with the edu- education, Victorian education And um, did you um, study? I was a terrible student, uh, one of the worst ever, and uh, I really didn't. I did wasn't aiming to do anything, and I was bereft of uh, of any ambition at, at all. Abby told me you were a very keen sportman. You want to talk about that? I, I loved. Well, I was good at, very good at tennis and uh, and football, and I uh, swimming. What was your first car? Did you ever drive? Oh, my first car was uh, a PS five hundred. Was a very good choice. Second car was an XK one twenty, a Jaguar. Which uh, was probably too 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 fast for me. 
and I believe that you had a job uh, that you used to write uh, books, I mean, write uh, about, about cars. So who did that, f- did you work for uh, to, w- to write the history of cars? Really, my first job was a, a journalist with a, a now defunct motorbaker's head called Australian Motor Manual. I worked happily there, 77 years. And what other jobs have, did you do in your life? Well, I was a journalist with the Australian Manual. All right, initially helped the editor to, to drive and report on, on, the, on, the, on the, the condition of, of new cars. I went from, from that seven-year um, episode of my life, freelance. So so you have different makes of cars. So what was the best make of car? Oh, things that succeeded by mine in the uh, best car during that period was uh, a Lancia. Um, if you're old enough, you remember the, you remember the Lancia. It was like a beautiful car. And I believe you have lived overseas, so do you want to talk about where you have lived overseas and how long were you there for? Oh, well, I, I, I went to, I travelled extensively in, in Europe and, uh, and uh, in, in, in Southeast Asia, architectural and the, the design work. And I eventually uh, accepted one of them in the Philippines, and then, but most importantly, I, 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 I was in India. I had a job which actually gave, gave way to, to marriage. And I spent 20, 20 35 years married this beautiful. Indian girl. And I didn't quite catch it. How many years were you there for? 35, 35 years. So the, you you look up a, a, a motel, serial motel, or just one? Uh, uh, hotel and restaurant. Motel and restaurant. And um, did, so how many people could, could it hold? Uh, just 30, 30, 30 odd. Rooms, uh, but got to say, it's say, yeah, all 50 people to have comfortably. Okay, then, 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 um, like three years ago, it was COVID 19, and you you got a son and a daughter in Australia, and they were concerned about you leaving India because COVID 19. Got you to come back to Australia. New Delhi was going through a, a very bad, bad, bad patch, and I thought, well, I'd better come home uh, before it's too late. And luckily, I, I was, I caught the last flight um, out of out of, out of uh, Bombay and uh, out of. Uh, um, uh, go ahead. His daughter here, Abby. Would Abby, you like to, to talk about after he what 
how he got back to Australia and 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 the what um, steps was it to did you have to take to make sure he got here safe and would you like to talk about that? So I contacted the Australian consulate and within a week they had a plane, they had a seat on a plane available and so it was a very expensive seat Um, and I think from memory, Dad, the plane was not full. When you were on that plane it was not full. Not everybody probably could afford to get out at that time. I think the ticket was about five or six thousand dollars. Anyway, we, we were very happy that Dad could get on that plane and and um, get out before they closed the border with with um, Australia. So he arrived and he did his quarantine in Sydney at the Royal Prince Alfred Hospital. Um, and so yeah, he, then he was back on Australian soil and um, it was a relief. So you said that he he was in Cinder Hospital. Um, how long were you there for? Uh, it was a two-week quarantine at Royal Prince Alfred Hospital. And after the two weeks, what was the next step? Uh, then um, he came to live in Port Pirie with me for um, about nine months. Did he have to have um, someone to go with him from Sunderland to um, Adelaide? No, he was able to fly. Um, he was taken from the hospital to the airport. I think the hospital staff the hospital staff took him to the airport in Sydney and then he arrived at the airport in Adelaide and my brother Mungo and I picked him up from the Adelaide airport. And then he moved with you up to Port and now, um, now he's in a wonderful aged care place to look and I haven't seen him for uh, one for a while he, and I look at the skin he look he really look young good and healthy got something here um, he might want to talk about the bath her 1000 uh, well that started up in 19, 1960 um, uh, as the Armstrong 5 500 miles, but uh, the, the cars really took it out of the uh, Philip Island circuit. Uh, it was a mess when it, when it, when, when they left, and messes uh, uh, the any any uh, time uh, the any any circuit which which could take a, take the uh, 500 the Armstrong 500 and make it a, a success of it. Um, so I, I had no option but to say, get on your bathhouse to take it. And rather than extend the, uh, the 500 miles to a thousand mile, miles, we uh, ended, we had thought that, that uh, giving, giving Hitting a, five, a thousand kilometres was a, 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 a better, better option. Is it, okay, is it in advice would you give to the younger generation um, uh, about love in general? I was very lucky because I followed my star right through as far as, far as I could. 
my advice to the younger generation is to keep looking for the star, to their star, and uh, stick with it, work hard, and uh, and it'll, it'll happen. Okay, on that behalf, this is Gavin Burner doing a podcast from the sea to the outback about Ron Tinnerman. I really enjoyed doing this podcast about your love. Thanks very much indeed, Gavin. It's, it's a very, very nice to, to, to re, re, rematch old friends. To about your love, because I have heard, got to know you in the last three years, and uh, to do this podcast, thank you to make time for today to let me to do a podcast about your love. <laughs>